0: Hey, what's going on? This is the Educated Guest podcast. I'm Justin. I'm your host. And if this is your first time joining us, um, thank you. I always say the same thing, but, you know, truly thank you from the bottom of my heart. I want to talk for a second about what Educated Guest is, why it was started. So the mission of Educated Guest is to transform the career and life trajectories of Multidisciplinary. So, what is a multidisciplinary? What do they do? Well, in short, these are the same people that you always know are creative, but you don't really know what they do. You just know they're more creative than you are. And I'm speaking directly to that person, not the person wondering what they do, but the person who has the talent. But honestly, they don't even know what they do themselves. They just know that they have an eye and they have aesthetic. They have reason to believe that they. Can get the job done Now the tough part is In an economy like this The the handyman Doesn't work The handyman concept Just doesn't work anymore You know you can't just be A jack of all trades Oh yeah bro you need to You need me fix your toilet Yeah I, I do toilets Oh yeah you need me to do it? Yeah you know I, I do countertops You know need me to You need me to, un, you need me to un, uh, Fix your tire Yeah you know I do tires too Bro you know I do tires I do tires when I can do them <laughs> like that's not going to work anymore why because with the with the advent of the internet there are now thousands of thousands if not millions upon of competitors for that very same job so you're forced to basically price yourself at whatever the market rate and you're competing on cost which is a losing battle And these aren't only my thoughts. This is actually taken from a spin of what Seth Godin talks about. So go look at what he talks about in his book. This is marketing. Great reference. Um, So, again, the ethos of this, the spirit of this is that we felt as if there's a void in the community of 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 helpers for for people who are multidisciplinarians. And most of what was what's been out there in the past has just been people who are our heroes we love what they do. They have great taste, but they operate un- behind the veil of 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 uh, scarcity, not scarcity because they have a scarcity mindset, but because they are scarce with the information they provide. So here, I'm working every single day to make sure that that information can be disseminated in a tasteful way. I think one thing about one thing about the community here is that we cannot stand distasteful, Dissemination of information. We don't like exploitation. We don't like bullies. We don't like people who aren't empathetic. We don't like people who don't speak to your heart, too. And quite frankly, all the other people that were talking about this sort of thing, I thought were corny. And um, I think a lot of people who follow this and are considered part consider themselves part of the community, um think the same. So this is what this is really about. This is just re- rebellion against the corniness. <laughs> no, um, shout out to everybody else who's doing this. I know this is super. It's a tough thing to get up here in front of the mic and try to like teach, even as you're still learning. I don't care what age you are. I'm 26. And I know a lot of people out there like 30, 40, 50, 60, whatever. And they might think I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'll agree. I sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about. But there's a certain way that I phrase it that states this is what I know so far. And I think as long as we can keep living with the mindset of this is what I know so far, this is what I've seen so far. And I'm not sunning anybody else along the way. That's what this is about. Hence the moniker still learning. All right. So today, again, it's a Wednesday, so I want to talk about tactics. I want to talk about what you can tangibly, tangibly get done and uh, how to make it happen. So these are you know, it's part of this segment called work study. Wednesday's work study. I guess that works. Um, today, I want to talk about cold emailing. Code emailing. Now, this is whether it be a DM or it be an email. How do you get somebody to respond to your request? How do you get somebody to to give you the time of day? How do you get somebody to check you out? Now, there's two different levels of detail with how, to, how I want to explain this. The first one is all about how I've done it. And the second one is more of a how do you set a system up for a team? Um, And I'm not going to cover the second, even though I have the information, I'm not going to cover that today. Today, I'm going to talk about how I've done it so far, how I've just kind of hacked my way to finding certain people and getting them to respond and not think I'm weird and all this other stuff. Um, So what you can expect out of this episode are really kind of two, maybe three things, definitely two. So the first, I'm going to talk about what subject lines I've used. I know people are like interested in that stuff. Like what subject lines do you use that's not all that's not invasive, that has a little bit of taste, that shows you care, but it also is not so passive that you don't get zero responses and you're frustrated and all this other extra stuff. And then I'm gonna talk about what you actually say in the body of such an email. Like what do you say? You know, how long should the email be structured? How, how, whatever, what what are you supposed to say? Um and the last thing is how do you, you know, how do you follow up? You know, how do you follow up and how do you sort of quote unquote close, if you will? Like, it's not even, like I hate the word close because all my I consider every door to be open. You know, every relationship I've built through this platform, you know, they're ongoing relationships. They're genuine. And I think that's what people really, really, uh, really appreciate, which I hope I hope they appreciate. I don't know. Like if you're listening and you've been on the show before, I, I, hopefully you appreciate this. Um, <laughs> no. So what I'll say is that, let's start with number one. Let's start with subject lines. And I'll just read very, very candidly to you what I actually say. You know, if you've been a guest on the show before and you're you're listening to this, or if you are listening to this and I've reached out to you, but you didn't respond, then you also know what I say. And I say the same thing. I say, interested in being a podcast guest, in camel case, two backslashes or forward slashes, whatever it's called and my Instagram tag, not my personal one, but the one of the platform. So why do I do this? I did this because this felt like the right thing to do. (laughs) No, um, I did this at first because I realized that the ask itself is not invasive and it's not a loot. There's no way you can lose with saying yes to this question or at least digging into this question more. You know, in most cases, questions are advice or if let's say for example I said hey could you can I get some advice question mark slash slash at educated underscore underscore guests like what like no I'm not opening that like what I don't even know you <laughs> how do I why why, why would I get to, like in most cases uh that that's kind of what it is. Um obviously there's special cases but that's how I would respond. I'd be like bro I don't even know who you are it's, I'm flattered and it's a good day and I'll respond eventually, but I'm not going to respond right away. And if I learn the email has a bunch of detail this requiring me to read a whole lot and it's not like a simple one, two, three question or it's not something we can like easily hop on a call or whatever. You know, at the point I'm at in my career, I'm way more open to it. But when you, I'm talking about when you are, you know, when your calendar's packed to the brim, like we don't, when you physically can't make time, you got kids, you got a wife, you got a job, you got this, you got that, you got that board, you're sitting on all this extra stuff. So that's what I'm talking about. So I use that one for specifically getting guests on the show. Um, there's another one that I use. Some form is like referrals. So if I learn that, hey, like somebody told me to reach out to you, I'll say something like, Let me see, I've got my phone out right now. So I'm just kind of searching through. By the way, this is a podcast idea. This is an episode idea I just kind of had off the whim. So it's not um, super, super... Uh, planned out. So you're getting like live, live uh, sort of debrief here. All right. So when I when I'm looking to reach out and connect with people, what I do is that I say looking to connect exclamation point slash slash referral from whoever referred me. And that's like been a great time saver or it's been like referral from blank looking to connect, or it's been interested in being a podcast guest, question mark, referral from blank. Like these things are um, referral from blank podcast recording. Like I'm seeing these things in my email outbox. Um, And these things have worked. Sometimes they don't work. Sometimes they do. Um, I'm really less concerned about the subject line. I'm just kind of, I know that's a blocker for some people. So I'm just kind of saying what it is. And just putting it out there, but I can assure you that in most cases, people are people, people are pretty like pretty genuine. And if I'm I'm super this is another thing I didn't even mention. I'm super, super, super selective with how I choose people for the show. If I chose somebody for the show, it's for a specific reason. And it's really for a specific feeling because the reasons wouldn't make sense to anybody if I try to explain it to you. Like there's no one, two, three bullet point checklist that I'm going through. Uh, maybe one day there will be when I have time, ta- when I have a team and all that other stuff and they're selecting guests for me and all that. But right now, it's more of a feeling. I either know if it would work or if it wouldn't work. Um, but yeah, be super selective. So the person the people you're reaching out to, it shouldn't be such an abstract ask that they would say yes. Like me reaching out to Mark at facebook.com. Number one, I'm not a big fan of Facebook as a company. Um, number two. No, I'm not even shy about saying that. I think there are I need to be specific about what I what I'm talking about because I'm not a, I'm also not a fan of I don't know Ohio State football like <laughs> what does that mean though? like why what, to what extent like being not a fan of something is a broad stroke. So let me be specific. I think there are some business practices at Facebook that need a lot of improvement and currently I can't support the direction they're headed in. And I hope that they get it together because they're an important cultural um, pillar for us as a society and as a human race. So I hope they get it together and I hope that they're trending in the right direction. And um, this is not me saying this for any like job purpose or whatever. I genuinely that's just how I feel. Uh, so that. But I would never reach out to them for personal reasons or just in general why would they say yes? And if they did say yes, I'm not even in a position to have the right platform to even support something like that. Like, you can get, uh, you can, like, let's say for example, you can get LeBron James on a podcast, maybe, if you know the right person. But when they get on there and you talk for an hour and a half and you put it out and 15 people hear it, <laughs> or uh, even, like, at a certain point, I would argue, like, the way I kind of do my my metrics per episode or whatever... You know, I'm I'm tracking towards like thousands of of views per episode is what I'm tracking at, and that's what I'm what a, views <laughs> downloads per episode. And that's what I'm like looking for. That's what I'm tracking towards. That's the these are the goals. These are the next milestones. Like these are the things that make me. Um, and one day it's going to be millions. Um, so I'm probably probably hundreds of thousands more so per episode, but I, and that's not me shortchanging the goal. That's me being understanding of what the real scale of the market is for these things. So that's another whole episode I could probably do. Um, so again, these are just subject lines. I told you I'd talk about subject lines. Lines. I don't like the way that sounded weird, but uh, yeah, these are going to talking about subject lines. The next thing that I said I would talk about is the body of the actual email. Now this is kind of important because I find that, um, a lot of people don't know how to write emails i've gotten emails from people and no disrespect to people who written emails or whatever but it hasn't it's either been overly formal or it's been way too casual it's been disorganized it's been un you know unprioritized been whatever and i'm not perfect at this i never was perfect but there's a couple of rules of thumb that i try to use just to kind of keep things respectful and um an understanding of people's time. So let me see if I could pull up an example here and walk through it. Uh, let's see here. The first thing I can say while I'm bringing this up on my phone is that I kind of try to stick to, specifically for outreach emails, for cold emails, I never do more than three paragraphs. Never do more than three paragraphs. Um, if I've done more than three paragraphs, shoot me, but it's usually probably been because I separated a separate ask or a PS or something like that. But three paragraphs is what I try to do. Um, the rationale behind that is really unfounded in anything scientific. It's more so just because I find it easier to read. It's, oh, the first paragraph is, Hey, here, here's who I am. That's the question it should ask, answer Here's who I am, and here's why she sh- here's why you should care. The second one is here's my validation of who else I've worked with in the past. And this is something that you had to get past. Cause I, you know, I that's why I forever am grateful for our first episode guests was Hall Raff And specifically Nikki and Andrew actually hopped on here from Hall Raph, Carly for answering the email, like Pedro and all like all the folks there. Shout out to all them because they um they really helped me build this sort of referral process. So a lot of what I do is off of past partners. And these days it provides a little bit more leverage than just, hey, I'm so-and-so doing this thing and can you help? You're going to have to send out a lot of, hey, I'm so-and-so doing this thing and can you help emails before you can start having leverage. Don't make up leverage. Don't make up things that you did. Don't make up things that you do. Just say, hey, here's who I am. I'm doing this thing. Here's what it's about. Here's a one pager on it. Here's a slide mood board on it can you help? Would you be interested? Um, So again, email structure. Let me get back focus. Body of the email. I'll read you an example. Hi, I'm reaching out because I run a podcast called Educated Guests. And I love for somebody on your team to do X, Y, Z and be a guest on the show. And generally what the next thing I do is say, you know, where am I from? So I'll say something like, Oh, I'm from Atlanta. And the purpose of the podcast and the purpose of um, really the it, tell them about the mission, tell them about where things are going. So that next sentence after you say, hey, I'm so and so and I run this thing, we do this. Tell them the next thing about where it's going. So what I say is, hey, we're we're trying to solve this problem. And that's that. Here's who else supports us. So that's the first paragraph, in my opinion. You can kind of go on in detail about how you know certain things and true and like maybe a statistic to support. But I would argue like that first paragraph, like, dude, no longer than three or four sentences max. And don't let them be like compound sentences with ands and buts and conjunctions and all these and semicolons. Like, don't do that. Um, Just do basic sentences one or two, one to three. So then move on to the second paragraph and write. Some past people we've worked with are colon or some people some that's probably not proper grammar. Some people we've worked with in the past include one two three four, five, and if you only have two one two, if you only have four one two three four do not put twenty different people i don't I know like for some people it's like basics, but this is just a little behind the scenes of what I do It's not perfect I don't not every single person replies in my emails which. Annoys me, of course, but at the same time, it's like I understand that it's not personal. Um, so again, like those one-two, one-through-four things. Um, that's the second paragraph, and then the per- third paragraph is, "Hey, hope to hear from you soon. I'm always open to answering any questions via call or email, whatever. Da 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 da. Just basically say, hey." I'm looking forward to this. I'm excited. Like, show the energy. I'm excited about maybe working with you on this. And I'm certainly open to hopping on a quick call, certainly open to questions you might have. And what I've started doing recently is even, like, in the body of the, in the attachment, like, attach a frequently asked question or whatever because people have questions. They, like, they're usually wondering, like, who you are, what do you are, da 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 But eventually, they get past that, and then they're wondering about tactical things. So... Again, in this last paragraph, make sure you close with this. Would you be interested in question mark? Close with a question. As long as you understand that you have their interest, So this isn't specific to like getting big name people or whatever to do something for you. This is like also client calls. This is like client outreach, client prospecting, whatever. And really, when you finish an email with would you be interested in blank question mark? you force yourself to start thinking about what the hell you're even prepared to even have ready to go. Let's say they are interested in something. What's the next step? How are you going to get ready? Let's say it's a client. And you're like, would you be interested in hopping on a call? Everybody talking about hopping on a call. Okay. What are you about to do on that call? What are you about to do in the, in the follow up email? How can they get started? This is a lot of the problem I was having early on. To be honest, I'm not perfect at this, A lot of the problems I was having early on was like, people would say, yeah, I'm interested. What do we do next? And I'd be like, oh, I didn't even think you said you're interested. So let me figure that out. And I wouldn't obviously say that to them, but it would be like, um, you would figure out a a system, a strategy. So that's another episode that I'll probably cover um, on a work study episode is all about uh, process documentation and making sure you're detailing out scalable processes Uh, so yeah, at this point, when that third paragraph, you're just kind of hitting home, like I'm excited, open to answer, open to answer questions. And the big, big thing is that it's just like a quick call. Use a scheduling app. Use a scheduling app. Give them them an opportunity to book right away, to get on the phone with you right away. And if you just say quick call, then they're going to be like, yeah, let's hop on a call. And then you have to email back, all right, what's good, what time is good for you? And they email back, what about this time? Like, nobody's doing all that. Give them a link. Go to Calendly. That's what I use, at least. Go to Calendly. Make you a little free account. And just throw it as a hyperlink on call, on the word call. Throw a hyperlink on there and say, all right, cool. Um, I see they booked a call for this time. Cool, I'm talking to them for 15 minutes. going to give them the debrief, answer any questions. And then after that, we'll hop on a full-ass, like, um, we'll get them booked for a, for a follow-up or whatever, and we'll be good to go. And, uh, that's how you cook. That's how you kick off the relationship. Um, if in person, is like a client thing, I've found it's extremely helpful to get in person as soon as possible. If it's a partner, if it's a client, get in person, dude. Like, um, I, it never really connects with me. I'm an in-person connection type of guy. I'm either that, or I'm like a small groups connection, dude. I'm not the... I don't want to say what I'm not because I'm still learning how to be what I'm not um, and try to get better and learn and improve my weaknesses. But I'm not naturally good at loud bars and stuff like that. Like I don't do all that. Like I don't not. That's not a forte of mine. I'm not a very, I'm a fairly soft-spoken person um, naturally. So loud bars just don't do it for me. I get frustrated because the music's usually bad and all that stuff. So yeah. Figure out how to get in person so you can have that one-on-one point of contact and, you know, kind of get deeper into a relationship with them without even talking about contracts and business and this and of Just talk, you know, discovery kind of conversation, like just building relationships. Um, So that's kind of the body of the email, folks. Like that's the body of the email. And the last thing I want to talk about was follow up. So let's say you close out a client deal or like you close out a phase or whatever. And then the next thing you do is that you're worried about, oh, well. Where's my next piece of work going to come from? The one thing that I found is super helpful is how to ask for a referral. So when you ask for a referral, it's fairly seems fairly simple. Like, hey, do you know anyone? If you know anybody, here's how it usually goes. You do a great job on somebody's on. I keep using the website example, but I think it's pretty common nowadays with people who are like multidisciplinary because it's like everybody needs a website at some point. Nobody wants to do it. But what usually happens is like you finish up a website for somebody. It looks great. It looks great to them. You're happy about it, whatever, whatever. And then at the end, you're like, hey, uh, if you know anybody else looking for websites, let me know. And they're like, all right, cool. And then you never hear anything. Why? Because nobody's naturally thinking about anybody that needs a website. And then by the time someone comes around, you hadn't talked to that person in six, six seven months. So what you need to do, what you have to do. Is to be super specific about getting an answer that actually makes a difference. Get it I mean, it's said so many from by so many different people. Um, but the best follow-ups, the best questions aren't just it's not about the quality of your questions, it's like who can get the answer? Who gets the answer? You know what I mean? So um like I could go a good example is even like a date. Like thinking about a date is like, oh well, you go and meet a person you like, and you ask them, say, hey, I'm I'm not actually the best with this, but whatever, I'll try I'll try my best. It's like, hey, you ask them, oh well, um, so what are you doing Friday night? And this typical question is like, hey, what are you doing Friday night? And they're like, oh well, I'm doing X Y Z. Well, now you got to ask another question, which is really the question you wanted to ask, but you're too scared to just go ahead and ask the question you wanted to ask. And you might not even have time to ask that question because something could happen, throw off the attention and boom, boom, boom. You missed the opportunity to ask the real question, which is that you need an answer to is, hey, would you be interested in going here? Would you be interested in meeting me here? Would you be would you like to have this happen? Like that's the you need to hear a yes. You don't need to hear like a descriptive. You need to hear a categorically uh, imperative. Yes. Um, So that's what this is all about. Um, so follow-ups, well, the reason why I brought that date analogy up is for this reason. So for follow-ups, whenever I finish an episode or something, something like that, I usually do an outreach just to let people know what's going on and kind of give them an update and, um, tell them when I'm releasing it, all that good stuff. And by the time I do that, I always try to ask in the email in some, some form of fashion like this. I say, Hey, um, If you enjoyed the experience, if you liked what you what you we we talked about, if you feel like this is something you could get behind, who are the first two people that come to mind as somebody else who would find value in this, too? And that's as simple as that. Like, don't ask for don't ask for 30 people. Don't ask for just one person. Ask for two. And what usually happens is they give you seven, they give you 20, they give you 30. And this isn't manipulation. This is being respectful of people's time. The same way it's respectful of somebody's time if you're asking for a date. It's like, why are you beating around the bush? Just ask me what you want to ask me. So when I'm asking you, hey, do you know of two other people that would also enjoy this? Boom, cool, yeah. I know, two people. I know two people who would enjoy it. Like, I don't know what enjoy means, but I know two people who, basically they give you two people that are pretty well qualified for whatever it is you're asking them to do because you know they know that those two people wouldn't be assholes in the same way that they were, weren't were assholes. So when they show up, they can trust that person and would a Act in a similar way because they know them. So that usually works to the advantage of everybody because it's, again, it's not even about win-win, it's about nobody loses. It's like, all right, cool, I'll set up this quick little introduction and boom, there it is. Um, and then you know what to do. So you end up building 80% of your, your, uh, your contacts, your um, partnerships, your partners, your people, your whatever off of introductions as opposed to Walking up to random people in bars. Like, it's just, it just makes sense. And I love classical examples of studying, you know, centuries ago and imagining how relationships were built then and trying to apply those same principles to what's going on now so that you're not making case by case decisions. You're seeing things as just another one of those. And that's actually something that I learned from Ray Dalio's book. I just finished it, like, I guess back in December of 2019. So these are three quick things that I use to kind of help cold emailing specifically. I don't really do the cold call thing. It's kind of working my way up to that. Um, I find that with cold calling, you have to have a very specific offer and it works with a certain audience. And it's also part of your brand ethos, like Birkenstock isn't doing cold calling. Patagonia doesn't cold call, you know what I mean? Like they are very strategic. They're thinking about the next three years. So keep these things in mind. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you all. Everybody that takes the time to listen to this on the way to work, to from work, whatever it may be, just thank you. I appreciate every bit of it. And um, if you enjoy what's going on here, I'm about to use the same you. If you enjoy what's going on here, nah. But, um, if you enjoy what's going on and what I'm talking about, sort of the things I talk about, again, speaking to heads, heart, and spirit. That's not what I speak to. <laughs> those aren't the three. It's heads, heart, and hands. If you if, if you enjoy kind of hearing about each of those things segmented, Mondays, Mondays, and Fridays, that sort of thing, um, you would love our newsletter. Like, it's not invasive. It's not extra. I take extra careful care to um, curate good content, to, to write from the heart on that, and not really just give you some basic company-wide update or whatever, like this is some, you know, 200,000 employee organization or something like that. Like, no, this is, this is from the heart. It's really about building the community and you can trust that for the foreseeable future, those updates, at least incomplete thoughts on there will be from me. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about what's going on again. Mondays are all about concept, uh, conceptual thinking, abstract thinking. Um, we're going to do a lot of like, um references we, we've done episodes on bruno muneri in the past we've done episodes on you know pseudo current events i try to i try to keep things as evergreen as possible so people can kind of tap in with the network whenever they want uh, but what i what i learn is that reflecting on you know multidisciplinary creatives and kind of sort of what that requires from from Second thing is on Wednesdays like this you'll get episodes very tactical, very one, two, three. I'm gonna bring out specific examples as much as I can. I'm gonna curate as much content as I can to like get this get this together for you. Um and then Fridays are all about case studies. These are about like things that I'm working on, you know, skills, real case, real live case studies, lectures. I like to call them guest lectures from people that I know. Uh that's what Fridays are reserved for. I can't always guarantee it's gonna be a guest, but it's gonna be something gonna be talking about something on Friday but yeah like just stay tuned um tap in with the network at educated underscore underscore Guests. tap into the frequency shout out Kid Cuddy and um shout out Kid Cuddy twice cause I don't think really people understand how influential he is the people who do understand won't let you forget it so I'm one of those people <laughs> uh so that's all I got appreciate your time and I appreciate your support um This is a wonderful network we're building, a wonderful community we're building. Thank you so much. All right.